Anyone who listens to the show knows that there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes into running an accommodations business. Whether it's a hotel or short-term rental property, preparing, maintaining, and communicating with guests and employees is the name of the game. That's where Breezeway's best-in-class property care and operations platform comes in. Their easy-to-use tools help you automate, coordinate, and communicate with guests and staff in a seamless way. Plus, Breezeway integrates with over 30 PMS and IoT devices, meaning you can easily harness data to enable your staff, make work more efficient, build better schedules, improve quality assurance, harness guest texting, provide comprehensive owner reporting, and so much more. If you're looking for an operations software platform that will make an immediate impact on your business, visit breezeway.io slash proven principles to learn more. I think best in class brands do three things really well. They find ways to culturally inspire their employees, to capture their hearts and minds, have them fall in love with the brand that they work for. They then strategically align those associates around what we're trying to achieve on any given day so that they understand the strategic goal that they're working towards. And then they tactically enable them with the information and tools they need to execute. Welcome to the Proven Principles Podcast, the show that deconstructs the inner workings of the hospitality industry, breaking down the tools, tips, and tricks that the world's best-run hotels use every day. Here's your host, Adam Knight. My guest today is Jordan Eckers. He's the co-founder and COO of Nudge, a communications platform for frontline employees. Look at virtually any employee opinion survey or turnover report taken over the past two decades, and undoubtedly communication will not only be listed at or near the top, but there will be a lot of frustration up and down the chain about how information should be disseminated to change the results of those surveys. Pre-shift meetings, emails, and posting notices have always been the go-to method for getting information out to frontline workers. But in the hustle of a busy shift, pre-shifts are quick, emails ignored, and posted notices become part of the background. So it's no wonder why employees feel they don't get what they need to do their jobs effectively. Real-time communication has been the missing link, and that's what we're covering today. Jordan shares insights into how some of the best brands in the world continue to drive high levels of work engagement and why tech solutions just may be the key to solving a staffing crisis that many hotels and restaurants are facing. So let's get to it. This is episode 83 of the Proven Principles podcast, Jordan Eckers on game-changing tools for exceptional results. Enjoy. Hey, Jordan, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Adam. A pleasure to be here with you. We are tackling a conversation about communication effectively. It's about communication and effective communication uh, today. Without diving too deep into the episode right away, why don't you give everybody a quick overview of yourself? Who are you? What's your connection to hospitality and uh, what's Nudge all about? So I would say that I have been working in the retail and hospitality industry for pretty much my entire life, Uh, working as a frontline employee in retail once upon a time, uh, as well as a a counselor at a a camp once upon a time, responsible for interacting with customers and parents. And it was always my belief that it's the individuals on the front line that bring great brand experiences to life. And as that frontline employee, once upon a time, I realized that I was never really provided the right digital tools to support me in delivering a great experience to guests when they walk through the front door. And so that's rewinding about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, Fast forward a bit, I was part of a company that was bought by one of the largest loyalty programs in North America, where I had an opportunity to kind of try to engage tens of thousands of associates to deliver a consistent experience at scale. 
And that's really where I kind of understood the problem from the operator side, which is there really is no mechanism to reach people at scale, to inspire them, to motivate them, to educate them, and primarily rely on managers. And so uh, we started Nudge about eight years ago, which was focused on digitizing the way that brands communicate, engage, and support frontline employees through a mobile first solution that individuals in hospitality utilize every day to access information around new F&B promotions, new guest experience initiatives, and it's changing the way that brands communicate with their frontline. It's changing the way that brands source feedback from the frontline all around a common objective of delivering a great guest experience at scale. Um, and it's just kind of, it all comes down to me around like, how do we make people's lives easier? And there's a huge digital transformation that's happening across the world of frontline employees. Yeah. I mean, so many ways to take this conversation. I mean, the digital transformation, no hospitality has never been one to be um, forward thinking in the use of technology. I mean, just for a long time, up until very recently, it was even, don't even have your cell phones with you when you were on the floor. You had to keep it in your in your locker in the change room. Now there's a little bit more bring your own device and some apps that are getting used where, where people can use their, their devices. But I mean, the communication piece outside of email and stand-up meetings and the odd one-on-one meeting and maybe a piece of paper on a on a board in the back office that you're hoping people look at and you're you know you you put it up and you wonder why nobody looks at it mm-hmm. um this space hasn't really changed ever I mean, ever we're still talking about things that we were doing 20 30 years ago yeah it's it's quite fascinating uh it's also puzzling at times like at the end of the day, information is knowledge. Knowledge drives behavior. Behavior drive better guest experiences and better P&L performance for any brand. Um, one of the fascinating stats that we often look at when we first started Nudge is about only 1% of venture capital funding has historically gone into building solutions for what we define as the deskless workforce, which is individuals across retail, food service, hospitality. It's about 80% of the global workforce. And only 1% of funding has gone towards building solutions for the individuals that are at the concierge desk, that are working in the restaurants. And so they have been left behind. Um, And the fascinating kind of second piece of that is we might work on the front line, but we're also consumers. We understand how we're treated as consumers. There's pretty much an application to request any possible service. There's been a huge digital transformation in... um, being able to check in without actually having to see any individuals when you walk into a hotel. And so there's this experience gap between the investments that have been placed to optimize the guest experience, but not enough investment has been placed to optimize the frontline employee experience. And so I think you're starting to see a pretty interesting groundswell where there's a clear business case. Like if you put the right solutions in your people's hands, they're going to be more engaged. They're going to perform better. And I think that statement has never been more important in the labor market that we're operating in right now. You need to retain everyone. Yeah. Why do you think that is though? I mean, there's clearly, this is communication and getting in front of your staff uh, outside of typical pre-shift meetings is, is obviously really important. If you do any employee opinion survey, communication is often the number one thing that pops up is, is needing to have some improvement there. I mean, very clearly you guys saw a use case and that's the why the company exists, but what is it that's so difficult in the space where a lot of other people just haven't jumped into it? Yeah, I think there's probably um, three trends that I would point to. I think the first is 
for a long time, there weren't any solutions available that allowed brands to communicate, reach, and engage their associates. And so I think there was just a lack of a market created to support operators and supporting their people. Um, I think the second piece is more around a comment you just made, which is any employee engagement research that has been done over the last 15, 20 years has always said, I'm more likely to stay with my employer if you communicate well, recognize me for my hard work, and provide me an opportunity to provide feedback to help march the overall mission forward. And so I think the business case has always been voiced by the frontline employees. Um, And the third piece to kind of bring it all together is the reason why it is now starting to accelerate is it's very clear that there is a business case when you deploy a solution like Nudge that you can actually measure our teams utilizing it, seeing a lift in sales and improvement of retention. Um, And then like the icing on the cake of all this is the labor market. Like every brand right now is having to be extremely thoughtful and creative with how they attract, retain, and develop their staff. And those three things that staff want wrapped in a digital tool is one of the biggest drivers of where they choose to work and why they choose to stay. And so it's kind of come to a point in time now where um, the power has almost been transitioned to the employee and the brands, if they want to retain staff and improve their engagement, need to start to invest in solutions to support them. What does a typical day look like in a hotel that brings Nudge in to, to manage this or, to, or the application to manage this piece of their business? Um, how, you know, it, I don't, I don't want to give the sense to listeners that this is just a way to communicate pre-shift information. There's obviously, there's a lot more going on um, in the suite of, of offerings here. So can you so just outline what a normal day would look like? Absolutely. Um... Communication was where we started, which was we knew we needed to change the way that brands communicate. And so the high-level vision of what we've built is we've essentially digitized all of the work that would traditionally happen in a very manual manner through one mobile platform where you can now assign tasks out to your team, drive compliance, ensure that the right marketing material has been set up. Um, and I'll maybe walk you through like the day in the life of two personas. So the first is I'm a frontline individual working at the concierge desk. I walk into my property and I receive a nudge, which is a push notification. And that nudge today is designed to educate me on the new loyalty program we've just rolled out so that as guests check into the hotel, I have the knowledge that I need to effectively communicate that loyalty program and hopefully sign them up. If I see an individual delivering a great experience for the guest, I can also go in and I can recognize you, Adam. So there's a Mm. peer-to-peer recognition solution. And I can now recognize my colleagues for the great work done. My manager might send me a task that needs to be completed, such as make sure the new marketing material around the loyalty program has been set up. So I now get that prompt through Nudge. And then I can complete that task and let my manager know that it's been completed. And if I have feedback around how to best talk about the loyalty program to guests as they walk through the property. I can now share that feedback directly through Nudge with management and with the overarching brand. Mm. So we're just trying to, at the end of the day, save individuals time. We're trying to help them connect with their peers and their colleagues. Um, And we're ultimately just trying to, I don't know, bring a little bit more joy into their day-to-day lives, especially hospitality through COVID. Like everyone on the front line knows that they've had to manage quite a few different situations. And so any little bit of delight we can bring is super valuable. 
Yeah. How do you make sure that people are actually looking at the information other than the, I mean, I'm thinking very simply like the carrot and the stick method, right? Like, sure, you get you get stats on who's looking at what and who's engaging with what, and you can, you know, provide or give whatever consequences for people who aren't aren't reading their nudges and not engaged in the platform and benefits to others that are recognition to others that are. What's that about? Great question. So in the same way that every popular hospitality brand uses loyalty to incentivize guests to go to different properties or to uh, purchase a room with a higher average daily rate, our entire platform is based on a incentive currency. So as you interact with a nudge that's designed to educate you around the new promotion, we reward you with points. As you earn points, you both can intrinsically climb up a leaderboard and you can also redeem those points for different rewards and prizes. Um, And so essentially we've tried to gamify the experience of getting work done on the front line, A, to make it more fun and engaging for individuals that are working on the front line, but also it drives a higher level of performance because we're able to essentially gamify different outcomes. So I might say, Whichever location has the biggest improvement of um, guest satisfaction scores, we can even start to issue them points as well. Um, So it's a great question. I think our philosophy has always been um, start with the carrot, follow with the stick. And so obviously a lot of the data we gather, we can understand how knowledgeable individuals are, whether or not they're completing tasks, and we reward them for doing that. But that also does provide a data set back to operators to be able to understand compliance across all of their properties so that they can start to optimize where they need to kind of better coach the field based on what's actually happening through that data set. You know, this deskless workforce report that you guys just released, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, So anybody wants to read through it, there's a ton of amazing information in here. But to your point, initially, the deskless workforce, the frontline people, the ones that aren't maybe in front of email all the time, um, on the floor delivering service. Um, In that report, there's an interesting um, uh, similarity in and what managers and employees, how they view communication and how managers feel like they're, they're providing communication around the company and standards and, and events and things that are going on. And employees feel like they're at, at to a certain degree, and maybe you can dive into some of the stats here, uh, that they're getting that information, but it's, it's either not enough or it's not the right kind of information related to those high level categories. And I, and just to bring this question full circle, when you're when you're looking at how some of the best clients that you work with use Nudge, and having this in your in the background, are there any communication? I don't even want to say tricks, but more like ways of disseminating information to employees through Nudge that that ticks some of those boxes that employees can say, yes, I'm getting the information I need in a, in a way that I like to receive it? Yep, that's a great question. So tackle a few pieces there. So the report that we released at the end of last year, uh, the Deathless Report, we interviewed about 865 frontline associates across food service, retail, hospitality, and about 300 leaders and decision makers. So head of operations, head of HR, to really just better understand, um, is there a disconnect between the way that leaders believe they support their people versus the support that frontline deskless employees believe they receive every day? And 
similar to the annual employee engagement survey that's been going out for the last 20 years, um, there is a disconnect. I think that from our findings, um, there's a disconnect between the degree of effectiveness that leaders believe they execute on in terms of how they communicate with their people. I think it was something like 80% of leaders believe that they effectively communicate with the field and only about 30 or 40% of frontline employees believe that to be a true statement. And so at the end of the day, we all work for the same brand. We work around a common objective and that common objective is to deliver a great guest experience and drive a profitable organization. And so I think it's just time to um, provide frontline employees a voice to help problem solve. And if they don't feel as though they're getting access to the information that they need, then we need to find different ways to support and engage with them. Another piece of the research is we historically, a lot of brands will push content down and information flow from top to bottom. They set an objective, they decide what needs to be communicated, and they communicate that out to the field. And we also spent a lot of time understanding what is the information that frontline employees actually need in hospitality that's going to help improve their performance. And again, there was a disconnect. So the reason why I kind of tell that story is I think it's extremely important to establish feedback loops in any organization to source what the frontline actually needs at their fingertips, whether it's information or tools that's going to help improve their performance, and then find the right effective way to feedback that information back up to the organization. So it becomes a two-way closed feedback loop versus just push content out, cross our fingers, hope they execute. The biggest reality here is we just need to involve the front line in actually solving problems versus telling them where to focus their time. And so I think you're changing the dynamic of how communication and information actually flows. I'm so glad you brought that up. One of the best hotels that I ever worked at when it came to the employee opinion survey, the yearly thing, and then we ended up doing it twice yearly after a while, uh, was the one that created effectively departmental advisory boards where we took the the big report, divided it up into departments, gave the department heads the results of these surveys, and then they would not they wouldn't even choose people in the department. They would get volunteers for people in their department. And it obviously it ends up being kind of the same outgoing people in each department that are involved. Mm-hmm. But the point is is that is that it then became this this uh, uh, monthly workshop session where they would break down all of the elements that that scored well, that didn't score well, what we should do more of, what we should do less of. And throughout the entire year, ended up having regular meetings on a monthly basis with this advisory board in each one of the departments to try to improve what people were seeing on the ground. And then in turn, you know, the next year's results would be different and hopefully better. And you'd just be able to kind of keep iterating year after year. And the the reason that was successful was because all the ego was taken out of it. All mm-hmm. of the posturing was taken out of it. It was just a, a collaborative session between the people that were responsible for doing the thing on the front line that the managers were graded on how effective those things were at getting done, right? And it's it it always amazes me how there's this, this um, inability, there's a gap between, I guess, between those two ways of looking at it that uh, most places fall into. Yeah, well, you get a bias in terms of how information flows and how information comes back up. And I think it's just changing the dynamic around having your people be part of the solution. And when we come back to the employee feedback that traditionally comes up, it's like the opportunity to provide feedback is a huge driver of an individual satisfaction. 
that feedback is not acted upon, that's even more detrimental to culture. And so it's extremely important to make sure that if you're involving your employees in solving problems across the front line, you find the right way to act on those ideas that you believe are worthy and also close the loop on the ones that don't kind of end up manifesting into an operational plan. And then the other thing I'd also say is like we're working with brands that have 2,000, 10,000 locations. And so it's not just about solving problems within your particular property, but how can you also source best practices from properties, part of the portfolio that are top performers in certain aspects of their daily roles. So you might have an, you might have an individual property that is like, they have the highest guest satisfaction scores and they consistently have had the highest guest satisfaction scores over the last six months. If I'm an operator of a separate property, I'd love to know what they're doing. So it's also finding the right way to create that connective tissue across a suite of properties so that they can share best practices, not just within your own property, but amongst many others. That's where you find real value as well. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And this doesn't take out the the face-to-face communication. This is just another way to disseminate information real time that people might need on the floor rather than just relying on like a five minute stand up and say, okay, remember all of this information, fire hose straight at you. Now go serve people. That's exactly it. So now you're a manager, you show up, your team has already got the daily briefing notes as a manager as well. Um, if I'm director of operations, as an example at a property uh, through nudge, I can also really quickly understand like what my team knows, what they don't understand so that rather than doing that five-minute huddle where I'm just downloading information, it's actually a constructive conversation around everyone's read the notes. Here's where our knowledge gaps exist. I'm going to spend the next five minutes talking about these three things because they're imperative to our success today. So those conversations now actually inform with insights that we capture through Nudge. Do you have any examples of some of the, and I'm, I'm going to like kind of lean on hotels and restaurants because this is sure. this is that show, um, but any hotels or restaurants that are using Nudge in, in an effective way. And actually, as you were just explaining that, I'll give you like kind of what brought the question to mind. I've got a, a handful of friends that work for Amazon and oftentimes they go in and, and into a meeting and they're given a brief, a, a one or two page document that sort of summarizes everything that they're going to talk about or you know whatever the project is that they're working on they all they're given a certain amount of time to read that brief and then the meeting begins and it's an interesting way of looking at this here because you know I know a lot of properties when it comes to managing labor and scheduling you can't you can't send emails off and off hours you probably you can't really communicate with people when they're not on the clock cuz you got to pay them for it there's kind of there's a whole sub structure of like potential hurdles that mm-hmm. that they would have to contend with. Have you seen properties that do it really well? Um, and is that example of sort of the Amazon model of a brief, is that maybe one way of doing it? Or have you seen something else in the field that works really well? Yeah, I think that's a great, great question. Um, I think there's a couple of things I'd speak to. So the way that I'd say best in class brands, whether you're like we work with some of the largest food service companies in the world, as well as hospitality brands, um, they really weave, I'm going to call it digital communications into the traditional workflow of a day to day life. So they're not trying to replace the interaction that happens between a manager and their associates. Uh, it's all about just augmenting and optimizing that experience. And so, what I mean by that is when individuals, similar to the Amazon experience, 
most of our brands, when individuals show up on the floor or they're showing up to the property and they're hosting their daily huddle, that is when they pull out their phone, they consume the information on Nudge, they now know what the game plan is or the action plan is for that given day. Everyone is effectively briefed, and then the manager can then drive a conversation around questions, challenges, let's be solution-oriented. So it's really meant to like fit into the workflow of how work already gets done, but just make it a little bit more efficient, a little bit more engaging for that frontline associate and manager. Um, and I think where we see the best in class results as well, like when we do a deployment, like there's a whole success team at Nudge that works with brands. It's not just about the platform, but it's the strategy of what's get, what gets pushed through. And we'll normally spend the first six months once a program's in market really gathering feedback around how often do you want to receive information, what time of day would be most helpful to receive it so it's not distracting, um, what type of campaigns would you like us to push through Nudge that's going to better support you. And so I still come back to that comment around like, it's my belief that like best-in-class brands co-create with the frontline around what they need and then will adapt as such versus simply set a plan within kind of the four walls of headquarters and just expect the team to execute. And then the last comment I'll just put on this piece is, um, I think best-in-class brands do three things really well. They find ways to culturally inspire their employees to capture their hearts and minds, have them fall in love with the brand that they work for. They then strategically align those associates around what we're trying to achieve on any given day so that they understand the strategic goal that they're working towards. And then they tactically enable them with the information and tools they need to execute. And I think if you just go and ask someone to execute, you're going to get some effort. I think if you can culturally inspire people and strategically align them, you're going to call, you're going to drive what we call discretionary effort, which is just people going above and beyond because they actually care to do it. So I think that's a really important piece. You know, that's I'm glad you brought that up because in the report, another thing that I noticed was there's a section in there where there's these bar it's a bar graph or bar chart. And it, it asks, um, what, what worker or what makes people feel like they're, they're, they're connected to their work. I'm, I'm totally mm -hmm. paraphrasing here, but yep. anyway, the point is, is that the number one is, and is predictably is, uh, is around pay and, and whatnot. And there's another one that's a little bit further down is, uh, that talks about benefits, but the rest of them, and I think there's seven or eight, um, metrics in here. The rest of them are all around culture and, and fits and being a part of something bigger than themselves. It's basically like two of them are very hard items that you can manage, but the rest are all of these soft skills that require a lot more emotional intelligence from a leadership perspective to get people behind. Yeah. And um, convincing a CFO of that is a harder sell than <laughs> running simple numbers on... Yeah we need to increase pay. But the reality is like we live in a labor market now that's employee led. Arguably pay is, is not fixing it. It's yep. not like every, cause that's, that's something that the guy down the street can beat you on pay or beat totally. you on benefits. Right. So you gotta, you gotta come at it a different way. Sorry. So throw it back to you. <clears throat> yeah. And I also think like individuals stay and leave like for the most part, a, because of the brand they work for, whether or not they care for that brand, but also the relationship with their managers as well. Um, and that's a huge part of it. And so like, you need to find ways to like build more human connections with the people you work with. And like, I think that digital tools can help do that. Uh, but the reality is right now is like, it is an employee market. The two biggest things that we hear out in the world right now, it's like, 
labor market, supply chain. We can't get enough stuff to like sell and we can't get enough people to sell them or keep those people. And so um, the paradigm has just shifted and we need to find ways to meet our employees with what they want and what they need, lead with empathy. Like every, and the other angle within the hospitality industry is because it was impacted so heavily over the last 24 months, a lot of people that worked in the industry are disenfranchised. And so they've gone on to other industries, other roles. And so if we're going to rebuild hospitality and make it a desirable place to come back, you need to invest in the employee experience. And it's the only way you're going to attract, retain, and improve the productivity of people. This is probably an unfair question to ask, uh, but I'll, at the risk of being unfair, I'll throw it out there and kind of answer it however you want. Do you have any any sense of companies that that work with you, have they been able to turn around a turnover? It's a weird way to say it, but like maybe stem a turnover issue or been able to re, uh, attract employees into their business because they can point to certain data points with nudge that kind of maybe paints a, a picture other than come work for us because you're going to make X amount of dollars. Yep. So a couple of answers to that. So we just completed an analysis with Forrester. Uh, they did a tech, total economic impact report where they looked at when you buy nudge, what's the key ROI and ROI drivers in the business. Um, first was, uh, which we expected, which is like locations that use nudge on average, see a six, 5% lift in sales growth. The second is a 10% improvement in hourly retention. And so we do do that analysis with every one of our customers directly. That was more of a third party, uh, analysis that was completed by Forrester. So we do see that teams that use nudge sell more and stay longer. And it's a very kind of evidence-based analysis that we do with all of our customers, and then the second piece is outside of like the direct ROI, we've also built quite a lot of functionality to help with this labor market. So um, a brand right now can actually nudge their frontline employees to suggest individuals in their network apply for that for a job at that brand. So if I can reach 10,000 people through nudge and I can have all of them suggest two people in their network to apply for a job, we can then dramatically expand the reach of our recruitment efforts and drive quality, qualified candidates in the funnel because they're coming through peers. And then we have a whole onboarding and program as well. So if you're brand new to the business, I can put you into a stream of content for the first 30, 60, 90 days to accelerate your productivity, your engagement, your buy-in, so that I can drive down attrition that traditionally happens in hospitality 60, 90 days in. So... We try to be very thoughtful with like learning what does the industry need, building that functionality, and then measuring on the back end, are we seeing an improvement of retention, onboarding experience, all that stuff. Those are the data points that you can then go to a CFO or a controller or director of finance and say, here, this is the ROI here. And it might be, it still might be hard to get your arms around what, what the ROI would be there, but at least you've got a place to start rather than just coming in with an, an idea of we're going to improve our communication. That's going to make everything better. Yeah. And retention is more of a lagging indicator. So like when we talk about investing in the employee experience through digital tools, we'll always lead with you deploy nudge, F and B sales will go up, hold a control group back, measure two months later, do we see a lift in sales? That's always how we lead because we can drive top line growth. And then because of all the things that nudge does in the program we're deploying, you will see an impact on retention, but traditionally you need that in market for at least six to 12 months to evaluate that lagging indicator. 
Yeah. I don't want this to come across as a 30 minute infomercial for nudge, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, we were talking about a lot of the benefits here and some of the communication styles and things that the tool can provide for, for an operation that I think we've been struggling with forever. This trying to bridge the gap between as a leader, I feel like we're doing a good job in providing people the information that they need and people on the front line saying, you're giving me information, but it's not the stuff that I need or, or I want more of it. I want you to dive deeper into why this matters and how it connects to what I do on a day-to-day basis. And that's, that's the benefit of this here, that it, that's the real-time thing that you can get in front of people rather than gathering all your front desk staff and pulling them off the floor for 10 minutes halfway into a shift to update them on something. And then they go back out and, you know, and deal with a line of people Then hopefully they retain 10% of what you told them. Um, I, I just think that this is such a, a valuable way to, to communicate with people. Um, when, when you think about, and it could be kind of related to nudge or sort of the, the higher concept of what we're talking about today. When you think about what brands are doing today, two years into this pandemic, and it seems like we're finally kind of coming out of this thing. Um, what, what were some of the best in class companies doing before the pandemic in your experience? And has that changed as we're coming out of it? Have they learned anything new and changed their approach to this? Or are these just fundamentals that regardless of our our world, they don't change? Yeah, I think it's a, a good comment. I think a few pieces would be the pace of innovation that we saw across every industry was incredible. Like you look at retail needing to roll out curbside pickup in a matter of weeks to get goods to customers. You look at hospitality that rolled out um, keyless um, arrival where you didn't have to interact with an individual at a concierge desk. I think the amount of innovation that this industry went through um, is incredible. And I think it's delivered a change management and a risk for a higher degree of like risk aptitude aptitude that we've ever seen before. Because individuals are like, more willing to try to experiment to innovate in the guest experience. So that's, I think that is a uh, an end outcome of the last twenty four months, which is incredible. I think for us, like it's been a forcing function for growth. We've seen some pretty incredible growth as a result of COVID because brands need to find ways to invest in their employees, bring them um, almost like emotional and uh, emotional security to a certain degree, like. A lot of organizations, when this all happened, had to furlough a vast majority of their employees. And so best-in-class brands really quickly needed to find ways to like communicate everything that was going on in the world to keep those individuals engaged in the brand, despite the fact that they've had to furlough them to drive that kind of emotional security. Um, and so I'm like very encouraged by what the future looks like here. I think that we have an industry that has gone through a tremendous amount of transformation an industry that kind of you mentioned initially was ripe for it. I think that we have a uh, an ecosystem of leaders now that recognize that um, if you can push the boundaries and meet the guests based on the guest expectations, you're going to drive a higher degree of loyalty with the guests that come through the front door of your properties. Um, and so I think we just need to continue to like learn and learn from your guests, learn from your employees, um, and not be kind of afraid to like place bets where you believe that you need to, to deliver that great experience. It's really well said. Jordan, if anybody wants to learn more about you or Nudge or going to get the ball rolling on something, where should they go? 
yeah, so website is nudge.co.co. And uh, yeah, our team here love to share conversation. We've been building this business for the last eight years and have the privilege of working with a number of um, incredible brands and we get to learn from them every single day. And so side of like what we've built, always happy to share what we've learned along the journey. Um, Cause really that's how we think about building our business, which is really learning from the industry. So we'd love to share a conversation. And it's been great to share one with you today, Adam. Appreciate it, Jordan. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. This was my episode with Jordan Eckers. You can learn more about Nudge at nudge.co. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you're not a subscriber to the podcast, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For past episodes or to get in touch with us, just go to theprovenprinciplespodcast.com. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at The Proven Principles Podcast, or you can find us on LinkedIn. I'm Adam Knight, and you've been listening to The Proven Principles Podcast. Until next time.